0: Hello and welcome to a, another episode of the Command Point Podcast. I think we've got a little bit of an exciting one for you. I'm Shane, here with my co-host Ryan. Hey! And uh, we talked a bit about the Super Mag Fest tournament last episode, mm-hmm. and we were able to get in touch with the organizer of the event, Matt Wright, yeah. and we're going to have him on for an interview today. Um which is going to be in the title of this so you already know that no surprise there i don't even know what to say right now <laughs> <Shane>. <laughs> but uh yeah we should we should have him on in-, in a minute or two but i guess for right now um how's it going ryan oh it's it's going pretty good i guess yeah how's the how's the kill team life going oh i i'm not sure if i want to talk about it right now shane <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we went to a uh local tourney like an actual games workshop one so we're using weird missions out of the 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 official book but yeah that was kind of fun kind of kind of yeah no i i did have fun it yeah. was yeah i had fun um it was a nice sort of yeah casual casual event yeah so what's nice about these games workshop events um is if you t- if you place top 3 you get this nice little medallion from yeah. the store that i mm-hmm. think games workshop like ships them out so yeah. i took 3rd at this event so i have this nice little cutie bronze medal, yeah that i can uh hang yeah somewhere i don't know i i got um the silver one i got from the last one we went to uh i i just have that in the cardboard box still on my desk yeah and i pull it out to look at every now and again yeah it's a nice it's a nice little thing it was a fun tourney though i mean it's it's fun to just kind of interact with other players and you know i I, it's kind of neat yeah, not super competitive, but it's still fun nonetheless. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna have Matt Wright in on a Skype call in just a moment, and for some yeah. uh, for some questions. Yeah, we'll see you then. All right, today we have with us Matt Wright, the TO of the Super Magfest Kill Team Tournament. How are
1: you doing, Matt? We're doing pretty well. How are you guys?
0: good thank you for uh thank you for coming on yeah it's so, good to have you on It's a it's a pretty big deal for us this is like our first to competitive event interview first interview in general actually yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 true um i guess starting out uh what first got you into kill team and like 40k in general
1: well um i've been playing 40k for oh gosh how long 23 years now um you know, there is a, a movie theater in my town, and right below it was a Games Workshop store. You just, when I was a kid, a kid, you'd walk past it, and you'd see all the models on the display. Mm-hmm. And in one day, they let you paint a marine, and they gave it to you for free, and that was hooked from that day on.
0: Um, but, well, that's that's you know, really see? neat. What's that? That's really neat, actually. We yeah. don't really have anything like that around here. We um, Well, at the at the Games Workshop store near us we go there and they, they still do have the painting table set up, but like, I've always been too scared to sit down and try to paint one of the Marines because I was always too scared to ask if I could like take it home for free because <laughs> like, this is games workshop we're talking about. Right. I don't know if they're like out there giving away free intercessors.
1: I don't know um, what they're doing nowadays, but I mean, I worked for them for a while. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, But uh, they, uh, the, back when I was there, they were still giving away the easy to build push fit marines. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they'd even give away, I think, some kind of a Lord of the Rings Bowman. I can't remember what it was, but
0: oh, okay, um, yeah. that's cool. cool. How how was it that you were able to actually, like, I guess the process of organizing a tournament and and getting people, uh, making people aware and, and renting out a thing. Obviously, you did it at Magfest, which is a convention. If as far as I'm aware
1: yeah i guess you'd call it a convention yeah
0: so what was the process like of actually organizing the tournament um what what were some of the challenges uh like just general organization and whatever i guess you can you can tell us about that
1: so it was surprisingly easy actually pretty much i just you know went on to magfest's website and found out who was running to tabletop got their email and messaged them and said hey I run tournaments in to my local area. I'd like to run one at Madfest, and they're like, "Absolutely, let's do that." And it was pretty pretty straightforward with that. But um, I, the only challenge I really faced was uh, advertisement, because at least personally, I wasn't really sure where to advertise and how. So I really was limited to certain Discord servers, Reddit, and Facebook. huh. Um, but I would say that was really the only challenge. Um, i mean getting players is always the hardest part of any tournament
0: yeah facebook is how we found out about it obviously we weren't able to intend unfortunately but uh it was being posted around on some kill team groups um and i saw it and i was really tempted i we we just weren't able to make it out um what was the uh turnout like out of curiosity
1: we had four we had 14 players we had um 20 people signed up and about six of them dropped which is you know you always expect some people not to show up um but we had 14 players which is a really decent turnout um especially considering it was um my and uh shane my partner who ran it with me he, um, uh, it was our first you know bigger tournament We've always we've always run uh, events at our local stores but uh, this is the first one we've ever done outside of something like that
0: neat and i know there's a few players that were like actually pretty ranked on itc that showed up um which i thought yeah, was kind of cool uh,
1: matt and um ryan are are probably the joe and janice are the three highest
0: of that team yeah i saw janice that was the one that i recognized right off the bat um yeah i thought that was pretty neat uh ryan you got something uh yeah so um it sounds like this obviously wasn't your first time like running an event um given that it was in like a like a larger like gaming convention um, how, how well did the event like run? Did you run into like any issues or anything?
1: There was a little bit of a, a technical hiccup getting our volunteer badges, uh, for the convention itself for that, for, its, uh, for the convention itself. But it wasn't anything that, you know, I just called my contact and he said, yeah, I'll get it taken care of. I got it got taken care of, but that was it. Other than that, um, the only downside to doing it at a convention is you have to pay to get in, right? On yeah. Top of if there's any tournament fee and none of that money that you paid that you pay to get in goes towards pricing mm-hmm. which is unfortunate yeah so people so when you do a local tournament you do like a 15 dollars buy-in and at least 10 of that or you know a portion of it goes towards pricing but for this um they did give us some some price support which was nice but we uh had put in some of our money to it too which is a little unfortunate but we're looking into possible event space just for a standalone kill team event where we can put all the money towards venue and prize. That'd that, be nice.
0: That's awesome that you guys had prize support. I had, I had no idea about that. I feel like, um, that's not, that's not that common in kill team, honestly.
1: Um, well, Shane, my partner, he's a big, uh, 40 K ITC player. Um, he just has a big passion for kill team. Um, and, uh, he, and I agree with him. We feel like if you're going to go somewhere and you're going to pay money to do something, there should be some kind of reward if you do well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, one thing I noticed that you said earlier was that you called up the convention head and they seemed very open about the idea of a tournament. And that's one thing that I really like about this community is I'd say the biggest issue is people just aren't really like reaching out and, and – attempting because people are very open to the idea of these types of events. And, and that's kind of the thing that helps push the community together and kind of open up the door for things like this to happen.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um, I mean, it wasn't, I think I may have been lucky in that the guy that I talked to happened to like kill team. Like he, knew, yeah. he knows what kill team is. And there's also a shade spire tournament at Magfest as well. So, we already had a bit of a warhammer foot in the door. Very which cool. Was nice. Yeah. Um, we also are trying to, and there's nothing I have nothing against forty k. I've been playing it for years, but we're trying to avoid uh, events where forty k already is because that way players that play forty k can actually attend kill team.
0: yeah, I, I think that's really okay. smart.
1: At Nova this past year, apparently there were a number of people who said they wanted to play in the Kill tube tournament, but it was going at the exact same time as the GT, as the exact same time as the 40K GT. Yeah. Oh. So they could at both.
0: That makes sense. I I feel like if if only there was just a little bit more time, like because usually these events kind of occur over a weekend, and it's hard to wrap up an entire tournament in one day. So yeah, you would imagine. Oh, hold on, we got a little sound in the background here (laughs) yeah sorry about that um but you can imagine that it would be hard to to run and finish an entire tournament in one day so i I can see how that would be an issue that people run into
1: especially for a big game like 40k and it's it's so popular that you get enough players, you it sometimes takes two or even three days to finish out an entire GT.
0: Oh yeah. I mean with Kill Team I can see it finishing it in day, but with forty K that's quite the yeah. task.
1: Yeah. I mean, even at um was it Slaughterfest next August, I think it is. <laughs> that Kill Team stream is running, he's running two day events. So it's and I think at actually at a L not the um SoCal this past year was a two day event too. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, I think they had a they had like a kill team open board day and then they had a separate day for arena. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, speaking of Slaughterfest and all that, this is actually a nice little segue for me. Yeah. Um I wanted to ask what about that packet, that tournament packet appealed to you and and when how how did you discover it and what made you want to run it at Magfest?
1: Well, uh... Kill Team Stream, uh, Sheldon, we've been, he and I have been chatting back and forth for a while, uh, along with a bunch of other TOs talking about how, you know, we feel the best way to run Kill Team is and stuff like that. And um, he pitched his uh, packet to everybody. It was the first one that had included kill one, kill more, hold one, hold more. Uh, Not the first one to use kill uh, primaries, but it was the first one to do those four that way. So I thought we'd use that. And then once Alex, uh, Kill, Team, uh, Kill Team Academy, that's doing LVO, came out with his—that's another one that's doing that. So, but we had uh, already decided on Slaughterfest. That's what we went with.
0: Yeah, we're Ryan and I talked about the packet last episode, and uh, we're both huge fans of it. Yeah, so far we think it's the it's the best it's the best like competitive packet that either of us have seen so far um recently uh Birnit 40k uh he came out with a with a new video um where he was talking about secondaries in competitive kill team and for this the gate,
1: this is his gatekeeper video yeah
0: the gatekeeper car rambly sort of video yeah, yeah
1: that's, that's <laughs> hilarious i
0: was actually on my way oh that's exactly what i was listening to yeah right so um so in that video, he talks about how he's going to be writing like the packet for uh, for kill team for SoCal coming up and
1: BAL, I think. Yes, yeah, bigger, yeah yeah yeah,
0: that's right. And um he said that he wants to be doing um uh free secondaries as opposed to like the tournament organizer rolls a d12 and then you choose from whatever the die roll result was list for secondaries. Um, do, do you think that's a that's a better way to to handle secondaries or what's your what's your opinion on that
1: my original stance on it was I was pretty against it um because nobody could really give me a good reason why um, I thought free choice made things a little bit too I guess static because you you'd make your roster and you'd make that roster completely tailored towards three or four or five different secondaries
0: mm-hmm. yeah it would, it would um, sort of I'd limit. limit yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh, it would just kind of make things a little bit stale for you know. There's there's fewer hard choices, but when I was listening to Beerin's video, he I think he made a really good point. You should be able to play your list the way you want to play your list, um, because that's how you think you want to play, or that's how, how you think your list will do best. That's how you want to play. It's just more fun for you or it's more competitive. Um, and I mean, and the, the proof is in the pudding. That's how. 40
0: see. itc has been for years yeah
1: know. that's right so uh, i guess what we're doing is pulling from
0: them anyway so yeah one thing i've thought is allowing free secondaries um kind of opens the door for a wider variety of lists to be played um it does of course limit i'd say you're gonna have less choices to make kind of like you you mentioned it. there's less hard choices and less tough situations but uh certain factions are just going to be better at certain things and with free secondaries you you see i don't know more of a focus on on those little things that they excel at
1: yeah i mean i've i've had only one experience using free choice secondaries personally um so i haven't i don't really have a whole lot of experience on it to uh to speak on but when i did it i definitely noticed that uh, my opponents and myself would just choose essentially the same ones every round but i feel like that can also be balanced with you know different map setups different mission setups and things like that so yeah of course um i think it's definitely a viable way of running a tournament i mean and like like you guys said at lvo there's how they're doing it too so mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes i mean it's only three weeks away or two weeks away so
0: um uh what factions were played at, at at your tournament?
1: Okay. Let's take a look at the list. Uh well we had three death card players, which I thought was pretty cool.
0: That is um, cool. Um, that is yeah. really neat. Yeah. I
1: haven't seen Guard in a while.
0: Yeah, right? Like since but, um, this game came out, basically. Yeah, they came out really strong and then people kind of just stopped using them. Yeah,
1: really strong. At the beginning they were definitely uh a, a, they were a gatekeeper list for a while with their pox spam.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but uh, we had two Heretic Astartes players, two Gene Cult players, Tyranids, Asriani, and astro Militarium Custodes. Uh, we actually had a Sisters player, which is pretty cool.
0: Really? How did the Sisters player do? I didn't yeah. even notice that.
1: He took second to last, so twelfth. Oh.
0: oh. Uh, but
1: uh, but he did really well scoring, which is pretty cool. I mean, he didn't, he wasn't at the top, but uh, he definitely, you know, when it comes to victory points, he came, he did pretty well
0: cool um uh we mentioned you mentioned the oh, no, sorry go ahead
1: i'm sorry uh third to last so he came in 12th place oh yeah, okay so still 12th place, i thought a fourteen. So. all
0: right not terrible um so we mentioned how pox spam used to be a huge thing when this game came out for death guard uh were the death guard players at this tournament using pox spam like was there a correlation between the success of of the of the roster and and what they were running like because i know with pox spam it might not be Quite as good with a Kilmore primary.
1: Correct. Um, I only was able to really talk to one person about that specific subject, but he said that he uh, he really enjoyed this format because he was able to bring more plague Marines than he was before, mm-hmm. which you know really bolstered his his defensive uh, defense play. Uh, he didn't take. I mean, he still took box walkers. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he didn't have to take as many. I think he said he could take, I don't, I don't, please don't
0: quote me on this, but I think it was like he took six Plague Marines. He was able to take
1: six Plague Marines. Okay. Yeah, and I don't he mean box walkers.
0: So Yeah, in a similar vein, I know that Will Blood also still took plenty of cultists. I think he had like eight cultists on his list, something like that, or on his okay, roster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I saw that a G, the Gene Cult player, one of them took second.
1: Yeah, that was mad, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was the first thing that really stuck out to me when I when I looked down the uh, the standings. Yeah, what happened there? Do you, did you catch much of that?
1: Um, I only got to see uh, really pay attention to one of his games. Um, but I mean, he's he's just an all around good player. He's I think he's ninth or sorry seventh in the ITC rankings right now. Um. uh but yeah, he came, he definitely came to came to play and win.
0: Well, good for him. I mean, Gene yeah. cult is not the easiest to uh, find success with. No, it is not. That's wild to me. Um, did you notice anything uh, in the lists that you were seeing that um, were kind of different from a normal tournament? Seeing as you were running uh, the Slaughter Zone packet, um, like, did anything stand out to you that you don't think? Was I guess in the norm so far.
1: Um, I got to see the Asha Militarum player bring an Ogren, which is pretty nice. That was one you didn't really see that very often. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: that was one thing that I talked about on the last episode. That I kind of I was hoping someone would bring an Ogren to this tournament. If they <laughs> <ran> Militarum. <laughs> yeah, which that was,
1: was really your cool hot too. take. Added, um, with an Ambot, which is pretty
0: neat. Oh, oh that's neat. sick! Didn't uh someone at the local tournament that we went to this past weekend? kit to was it a it was, it was a mega knob. The, it was like the dreaded amble with an orc head and like orc bits to make a um to make a mega knob yeah yeah it was really neat it's a
1: big mega knob
0: yeah <laughs> yes it was You, how do you feel the game is balanced um with kind of just with regular competitive packets that that don't have these kinds of uh primaries like kill more hold more like obviously we've seen like some tau dominance with uh what was it? Um, Nova. And um, I guess things like Slaughter Zone, to me at least, seem like they open the door for other things to be played. Uh, how do you feel the game has been competitively uh, leading up to Slaughter Zone, I guess, before this packet was introduced?
1: Um. So, I mean, I'm a bit of a biased person on this one because I generally... Play elite teams, but uh, uh-huh. I, I mean, it's pretty well understood that uh, horde, horde, or horde-ish armies, or rather, factions, always seem to be doing better than others. Um, and I think that's just something that needed to be uh, tinkered with. Um, I don't, I'm not really the kind of person that thinks. The, um, I, I'm kind. Of, I, well, I should say I am the kind of person that I think a huge amount of shakeup. Is not necessarily a problem. We have other, um maybe they're not tabletop games, but I mean they're games like you know it's games like League of Legends and. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to play that, that game that, for for years. So
1: just, uh, sometimes one they'll make one drastic change and things flip over on their heads. And like if if we made a, a a packet that made elites just hands down better than hordes, I don't see why that would be that big of a problem. <laughs> Yeah. At least for a little while. Horns had a time to shine for almost two years. Why not at least for a little while?
0: Yeah. One thing one thing I like about that is if the game is constantly changing, the players that are consistently good are going to be forced to adapt to what's good. And I think it's just a good reflection of how how good somebody is at, you know, kind of reading the meta and, and understanding what's good and what's bad and and what changes mean to factions?
1: I agree. It would it show it off more player skill rather than I played Tao when I won.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which we've seen quite a bit of. Oh,
1: <laughs> which don't get me wrong, Tao can have a very high skill ceiling. Uh,
0: they do. Mm-hmm.
1: But to be fair, it's a lot of you didn't kill me, haha.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ryan plays Tower so Guil- he- guilty as charged.
1: Oh, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, I the first kill team I got was the Primaris Reavers. But like when before like the the Killmore, Holdmore uh packets started coming out, it was very difficult for Elites factions for me to like kind of find my groove with them. I loved them and I did I do pretty well with Astartes, but I mean with Tau it's like it's just point and click. <laughs> it's so bad. No, we, we've we we've talked to death about how Tau are yeah. in need of some serious changes. But, yeah. Um, Out of curiosity, what do you play in Kill Team? I don't think we've talked about this yet. Yeah.
1: What don't I play is a good question.
0: Uh-oh. There it is.
1: I have Tau, I have Orcs, I've got Demons and the Star Striders, and Harlequins. Harlequins are probably my favorite.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was going to uh, say... Harlequins wh- and Drew Car- have you, um, have you gotten a chance to play Harlequins after, um, the annual came out? Cause they got some new. I have
1: not. Ah. Uh, um, uh, but that's only, uh, when the annual dropped, I was in my local stores league and I was playing with star striders and, um, that just wrapped up this past weekend. So, um, and actually I have a box of, uh, Harlequin players sitting in front of me right now that I'm going to put together as soon as we're done here. Um, and they're gonna be my you know, the beginning of my new Harlequin uh, Kill Team Force. So you I will be playing them for the next forever.
0: Yeah, nice. <laughs> Harlequins Harlequins is a lot of fun. I, I recently played them for the first time. Uh, they're they're a fun group of guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. When, <laughs> when Kill Team Force dropped, Harlequins were my force in forty K, so that's what I played. And they left a bad taste in my opponent's mouth <laughs> people didn't try to play yet Yeah, because they ignore like movement rules. They ignore charging rules. They ignore, oh, you have AP minus 1,000? I have a 4 and vulnerable save. Yes. And it's just um, – so I, I felt like I was getting a lot of flack for it. And I was like, all right, I'll stop playing them. Well, and I don't – Everyone's had to fight them. I'm fine with playing them. Today.
0: Yeah, I don't think you get much <laughs> flack now. Um, I think they're pretty well-balanced faction i think if anything my thoughts on harlequins are that they more than other factions seem like they have really good matchups and really bad matchups yeah and that's all just because they have one model basically yeah well yeah they only do have the one model
1: (laughs) i mean i think their biggest struggle is the the gatekeeper lists are their hardest challenge
0: yeah like a gray knight type of type of matchup is is kind of tough for them yeah i can't even imagine
1: I charged you from, I rolled a triple six on my charge. I got you. He's like, and zap you're dead."
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mortal wounds on those, on those one wound involved save guys. Not, Oof. not nice. Oof.
1: So yeah, there are fun. There are new spicy tactics. They're going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Cool. Now. Okay. So, uh, I guess just, uh, I got a few more questions here. Um, not too much more. Um, <laughs> So, I guess just looking at the the factions that were brought and, the, I guess, the strategies that people were, were using at the tournament, uh, was there anything that stuck out to you that you thought was kind of interesting?
1: Um, and now this could just be dumb luck, but um, I noticed that the four secondary groupings that we rolled, based on them, um, that, like... Uh, High-profile targets, proximity alert, and, and engage on all fronts. I believe, I mean, it was dom- it was domination. Mm-hmm. Those were picked so many times. Yeah. Um, and it's really not that surprising.
0: Yeah. Right. Those but, are.
1: Uh. Just. Uh, but like I said, when we, we the ones with the, the groupings that we rolled, uh, they all had there were there almost all of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're pretty but easy uh, to, I guess, employ on on a list. I can see that kill a specialist. But yeah. Pretty straightforward. Yeah.
1: The, but the thing I do like, I do find interesting is that two of them are positional, which are pretty easy, but one of them is Achilles Achilles objective. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, if something is easy to score, it's not one that, you have, that requires as bearded said, a bunch of dice rolls.
0: Yeah. One thing I noticed with domination and I thought this back when Arena came out and Domination was was first being played. Um, a lot of the time, when Domination is one of the few options you have, I feel like with most lists you're kind of forced to take it um, because your opponent you're you're going to want to control the middle anyway on the event in the event that your opponent takes it. So you might as well give yourself the opportunity to get those points. Yeah. While also contesting their. Yeah. secondary choice yeah you're yeah. kind of killing two birds with one stone because mm-hmm. if you don't take domination you're going to be trying to control the middle anyway just to stop them yeah so you might as well pick those up yeah uh, that's I mean,
1: just it definitely showed because only, we only got domination one time in one of the groupings and it was picked 10 times yeah that's yeah.
0: unsurprising
1: <laughs> <laughs> especially i think what round was that i don't remember. I'll, I'll figure it out but um i think that may have been one of the rounds where we played the slaughter fest packet
0: that had uh, uh, a center objective. So you kind of, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. In that situation, that's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. So, um, while you guys were having the tournament going on, was there, did you have any sort of like spectators or just like people, like other people that were attending the convention, just come up and like watch and ask questions about kill team or anything like that?
1: Uh, We had a couple people come in and uh, say, oh, man, I wish I had known about this. I would have signed up. Oh, (laughs) man. It was kind of uh, one of the struggles. But um, we had a few people come in and ask what we were doing. And it was just like Warhammer 40,000. Like, yeah, this is kind of the same thing. And we had a couple people come in and play um, just some pickup games, which is pretty cool.
0: Oh, okay, Yeah, that's always nice. (laughs) oh,
1: yeah, we brought our models. And you guys have an extra board? We're like, yeah, here you go. And they went over there and played. And sick it was a good
0: time yeah i remember back when du Bois happened um in rochester here uh that's a big 40k tournament in the area and i i didn't end up doing it but i was really interested in demoing kill team there and i think that's something that you um i think that's something that people should do kill team players like if there's a big 40k tournament going on contact like an organizer and ask if you can demo kill team because there's going to be lots of people that are interested in warhammer 40k or people that dropped out from the tournament that they showed yeah. up to play that still want to hang out and have a good time. Yeah. Just open more people up to the game and yeah. Um, well, like
1: you were saying, people just gotta, you just gotta ask. You gotta.
0: Yeah. People are really friendly <laughs> most of the in, time,
1: generally, especially when it involves possibly making money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, How how was the? I saw some of the pictures that you had posted on Facebook, but um, how was the? How was like the terrain set up for most of the tables? I think I saw some open boards and then like some mixed in arena boards.
1: So the way we did it, and we'll probably do a little differently next time, but um, we were expecting about twenty people to show up. Mm -hmm. Only four showed up, so we had ten tables set up, but we wanted to use all the tables that we already had set up because you know makes things more thematic to have a different table to a different overboard, especially. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, the way we had it was we had every other table it was one arena, one open, one arena, one open. That way everyone would get a nice mix. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's how we did it. We, uh, but the terrain was set up. Generally, we tried to have at least two line of sight blockers on the table. Um, if we could, of course, in an arena you don't have to worry about that. There's a line of sight blocker. The board is a line of sight blocker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's we just have some scatter terrain around.
0: Uh, a follow up to that is, um, were you using the slaughter zone secondaries in that packet for the arena games, or was it just like a hundred percent arena?
1: So what we did for arena was we just used we used the ultimate deployment maps and then we used the slaughter zone secondaries. here.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, I, we're going to talk more with with the winner, uh, Will Blood, probably sometime this week. But um, I was curious to ask you uh, if he, did you catch any of his games?
1: The only one I really got to watch was the final game. Okay. Ryan and his ends.
0: All right. What what was he running? <laughs> Did you wh- wh- how was he playing that?
1: I mean, like, what was his list? I'm not yeah. sure of his list. Oh, okay. Um, but um, he basically just he he, he played all positional, uh, because he knew that with a got spam on the other side. Not not exactly spam. I shouldn't say spam, but uh, he had a number of Horbanos, and uh, I believe Ryan took a ravener, if I'm not mistaken so he had to outplay the fast movement with his cultists and his berserkers so he played as as much of a positional game as he could he didn't worry too much about killing but uh, i think that game if i remember correctly 18 to 10 or 15 to 10 or something like that so it worked out for him Hmm.
0: that's really interesting Mm -hmm. i would have expected because i saw he had corn berserkers uh I would have expected like a total emphasis on, on killing, I'm <laughs> killing all those hormigons. Yeah. yeah. That is interesting.
1: I'm, I'm, he, he did, did some killing it for sure.
0: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah. <That's> <laughs> guilty.
1: <laughs> but in, uh, in arena, you have to kind of just, you gotta have, to, you just have to play the board. Oh, yeah. it's the final game arena. Especially, then, especially against a rabbit with their 12 inch movement. They can tw- move 12 inches and open the door. Yeah. 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 You know, Tyrannids are models with they have, that, and they
0: can't open it. Tiernan's are fantastic on Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've noticed. I've had, I've had some rough games against them on uh, on those maps. I would not
1: disagree.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, well, um, I'm not sure. Shane, do you have any more questions? No, I think I'm... I've, I've gone through my my short list here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks for coming on, Matt. We really appreciate it. Um, before... It Oh, go ahead.
1: That's all. I was just saying it was my pleasure. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me on.
0: Yeah. Um. Do you have anything that you would like to plug?
1: Uh. Yeah. Actually, we are running another kill team event on May second in Dulles, Virginia, at the Spring Fling Game Convention. Mm -hmm. Um, it'll be pretty. It'll probably be a similar format. It'll probably be slaughter zone. It might be LVO if that becomes the more norm um but yeah it should be a lot of fun
0: you're breaking my heart Matt. may 2nd is my sister's birthday
1: (laughs) you know what and i'll I'll go out right now and just be and let everyone hear what a bad dad i am that is my son's birthday
0: oh my god wow (laughs) well you know (laughs) that's something (laughs)
1: uh, fortunately he's still fairly young and Will forgive me
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> until he listens to this podcast like twelve years from now.
1: <laughs> you did what?
0: <laughs> uh. an
1: anthropologist studying old uh, podcasts. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Again, thank you for coming on. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, it was it was great having our our first interview. Yeah. On the pod.
1: My first interview too. So, uh, thank you guys so much for having me on.
0: Wow, how special. Yeah, That's really, very yeah, right? <laughs> special moment. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Command Point Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and rate us on whatever platform you use to listen, as it helps more listeners find our podcast. And this also helps to grow the Warhammer 40,000 Kill Team community. Thank you for listening.